You're about to enter Nowhere, California. If you like what you hear, please search for us on iTunes. Uh, look at Nowhere, California, all one word. You can also find us on Facebook.com slash Nowhere, California. Please hit like. And as always, we are very hungry for your feedback. So if you have any requests or anything like that, please send your love, your hate, or your apathy to Nowhere underscore California at Yahoo.com. You are about to enter a realm of endless possibilities. Welcome to the Nowhere California Reissue, episode 11. Welcome to another segment of Reissuing Nowhere California. Hopefully you guys have been enjoying these because, I don't know, people are kind of mixed when it comes to reruns. Yeah, I know. And personally, I say we're doing this because we've run out of ideas. Well, we really haven't run out of ideas, it's just we don't want them to forget about us. Well, you didn't let me finish, oh, but sorry. okay. That's okay. Uh, Andrew, <laughs> uh, that's alright, that's alright. Uh, so, uh, this episode is Even Marley's Not Safe in Nowhere, where we attack a puppy. This is Josh. And this is Phil. And welcome back to Nowhere, California, where we're kind of sitting here talking about the good old days. Ah, uh, yes. High school. Are we, are we really that old? Uh, you know, uh, I, I don't I don't feel it, and I don't look at it when I see in the mirror. Uh, and uh, I'm just looking at the bright side. At least I'm not having trouble peeing. It's always a plus. Oh, yeah. But usually, back in the day in high school, we'd all, we were movie junkies back then, too. And mm-hmm. there was one movie that we heard about a sequel coming out that we always were thought, that'd be awesome. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, Spaceballs too. Yeah. I mean, you know, how could you go wrong? But we're not likely to be seeing that movie anytime soon. Yeah, that longer movie is long dead. Yeah. You know, when we first heard about it, um, this was before the days of IMDb, so there was no way to background or check it or anything, or even follow it. So, um, you know, if it was on the news once, it was pretty much law. But now, in this this day and age and everything, anything you hear on the news is pretty much grade A bull plop. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, you know, things get blown out of proportion. And imagine my disappointment, and uh, maybe not t- too disappointed anymore, but, uh, you know. It was cool back in the day. Happen. Yeah, back in the day. But that kind of got us rolling on the ideas of sequels and, like, some of the good ones we've seen, some of the bad ones we've seen. Yeah, what are the good ones and what are the bad ones? It was hard to make this choice because there is this that usual list to choose from, such as the Star Wars and Back to the Futures and the Police Academy sagas. There's so damn many. Yeah, especially yeah. the Police Academies. Yes. Oscar-worthy to the end. Yeah. Minus Mission to Moscow. Right, 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 right. But I knew I would want to go off the beaten path here and make my choice count. Okay. So I'm going to whip out Wes Craven's New Nightmare. No. One close to both of our hearts here. Yeah. This one is an underrated classic, and I have a feeling Wes Craven wanted it that way. After the Nightmare series went the way it did, with the humor and all that stuff, it was time to put the fear of Freddy back in the world, and the only way to do that is bring the man into the real world. If you're wondering why I'm hyping this up so much, do yourself a favor and watch it. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I can't really express in words. I remember seeing um, the second trailer. I mean, the first trailer was pretty good. That we talked about that in yeah. the previous episode. How really nobody knew it had anything to do with Nightmare until Freddy popped up. Yeah. And uh, then I saw the second trailer, which went a little uh, more into detail, and uh, I'm like, really? So we're bringing back Heather Langenkamp, which is a hero from the first one. That's so just, all the years later. Oh, God, it was great. And the thing is, I was so pissed off when they killed her off in number three. 
it was a blast to see her again. Oh yeah. Uh, it was. I, I guess. I guess it would be on par with H two O having Jamie Lee Curtis facing Mike Myers again. Yeah, and we know how much we love that movie. And exactly. Yeah. H two O. I mean, hey, it was a it was a revenge thing. Oh yeah. And this was the final Freddy. Uh, this was, I guess, in the sense, um, I didn't think anything could dwarf Freddy's dead. Oh yeah. I thought that was going to be as as climactic as it could be, but then uh, Wes, you know. Uh, you know, pulls the wool over our eyes and just say, "Hey, look at this." Well, I'm gonna fuck with you a little bit more with Freddy. <laughs> exactly, and the thing is, yeah, uh, you say, "Well, how, how do you how do you make him scarier?" Well, let's bring him into our world, yeah, bring him into reality and stuff like that, and yeah, our actual reality, and um, they made him instead a uh, demon that is captured by storytellers. Yeah, I mean. That's a pretty good plot. Oh, yeah. And the way uh, Wes Craven puts it, they're like, well, it's like, uh, well, 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 what does he do now? Well, he's so used to being Freddy now, that's pretty much the form he'll take. Yeah. I'm like, wow! He just starts killing people on the set. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, the thing is, uh, you know, Wes Craven took stuff uh, uh, inspired from his life. There were the earthquakes that were happening in, 90, uh, in 95. Uh, there were the... Uh, you know, he was having nightmares, yeah. and he was... A good portion of Wes Craven's uh, work comes from his nightmares. Yeah, yeah. So, um, a, a lot of his work is there. And Heather Langenkamp, during that time, she was being stalked. Yeah. Uh, so, there was a lot of a lot of reality base. I mean, I mean, if you're going to put it in our reality, that's what Wes Craven did. He succeeded in putting it uh, into uh, our reality, um, and... Uh, actually asked Heather Langenkamp, would it be okay if I incorporated some of your life into this? And uh, I say, good, good sport yeah. for doing that. Well, she trusts Wes. Wes yeah. basically gave her the best movies of her career. She has yeah. great movies. I'm not knocking her other work, but nothing could really touch that original nightmare. No, nothing can. And he tried to go back to it as best he could. And you know what? It, it was a satisfying end. Yeah. I mean, even though it was supposed to be like a new beginning... It was an even more satisfying end than Freddy's Dead. Yeah. Oh, and funny little trivia there. Johnny Depp actually walked up to him and asked him why he wasn't asked to reprise uh, to play himself in the movie. That'd be cool. And he goes, yeah. yeah. And Wes said, well, you were busy. This was, you know, I mean, Johnny Depp was borderline A-list at this time. Yeah. It was pre-Pirates, but he was already doing a lot of really good work. And he said, I would have done it. Yeah. <laughs> because it was Johnny Depp's first film. Exactly. So See, he has loyalty to who, who brings him into the spotlight. Yeah, and I think it was mighty big that yeah, he, he would have done it. But, uh, yeah, uh, Wes Craven's new nightmare is exactly what it was. It was a new nightmare. Yeah. And uh, the movie was just all out uh, satisfying. Um, uh, am I missing anything on no, this? No, it's basically, like I said at the end, um, do yourself a favor if you haven't seen it. To the people that have seen it, do yourself a favor. Watch it again. Yeah, get, you know, all, uh, if you haven't seen it, please give it a look. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's really stupendous. Um, you know, and I think it's kind of funny if you, like, compare the two uh, franchises, the two big horror franchises, Freddy and Jason. Um, Freddy has got New Nightmare, which is kind of the oddball. Yeah. You know, out of the group. And... Friday the 13th, Jason has Jason X. Yeah, that's Where he's oddball. in the future, yeah. So each one has got an oddball, and then the very next film where they're ever seen is when they're fighting each other. Exactly. At least before their uh, respective uh, remakes. Remakes. But, uh, respective, not respected. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, yeah, perspective. Uh, I guess the next uh, uh, best of sequel is in your hands. Yeah, that's uh, in mine. I think I, I think we have a difference of opinion here uh, because I heard you saying that it sucked or something like that. But yeah, it's okay. I, like I, I didn't really say it sucked. It, your choice. It, it's an odd one. All right, I like to. Well, it's an odd movie. It's that odd choice for you. Oh right. It's just an odd one. Okay, but, well, like we're going to be discussing this. I I picked as one of the greatest sequels I have ever seen is Tron Legacy. That is the movie I picked. And I feel it is an example of how a sequel uh, could actually work 25 years after its predecessor. Because I love the original Tron. The light cycles, the whole shebangi, even in its uh, you know uh, unrendered glory. It's, oh, yeah. it, it's a classic. It's beautiful. And now we've got this new... Uh, you know, 3D uh, jumps right at you and stuff like that. I mean, Everybody looking like goth dominatrixes. <sighs> that stuff's pretty hot. But you no, know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not declining that one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, I, I really think it's a, a good way. Also, it, it brings back uh, some of the original players. Well, uh, most definitely Jeff Bridges as Kevin Flynn, and uh, he's dealing with his son. And if you're going to pass the torch. That's the way to do it. No, yeah. I thought it was the uh, next to, uh, I know a lot of people hate me on this one, Indiana Jones, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which I also liked. Um, Tron Legacy is just the perfect passing of the Torch movie. It just, it hit all the marks. It, uh, You know, when you go into the old theater, I mean, it's the same set from the uh, first movie, or if not, it's rebuilt to look old and dusty. It's, it just hits all the mark of marks of nostalgia. I really have I don't have enough positive things to say about it, yeah. and I have so much. But I would really love to hear your views on this, Josh. Oh, I've yeah, yeah. told you in the past I'd watched the movie and it was just kind of it was a little odd to me. But also yeah. too, I'm the one that sat and watched the first original Star Wars and was like, probably if I was born in this time and right. watched them when they were huge, I'd probably love them. Probably, yeah. Now it's like, okay. Tron Legacy was a great movie. It's yeah. exactly like you said. Right. They were able to pull off a great sequel 20-something yeah. years later. Okay, yeah. I'm and Jeff Bridges, the dude can't do wrong. No, he's the I, dude. I love that guy. Yeah. He's the dude. The dude, yes. yes. The dude can't do wrong. No. So, honestly, I leave it at that. Okay. Yeah. The dude it's an odd movie. We, hell, last episode, we were almost coming to blows on The Dark Knight. <laughs> yes, we, we were. And the thing is, like I said, I will never come to blows with you. It's just that we will... What I really love about this is that we do have a difference of opinion, uh, and I, I love that. I don't like button heads with you, but it's kind of like it, you have a difference of opinion. It, it's okay. perfect. That's why I want to do this. Yeah. But now if I ever make you watch something again like head, then you're probably going to stab me. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the less we speak of that, the better. And like I said, I will try. <laughs> I say the word try to be more constructive, but I can't guarantee it. And if it has the monkeys in it, I swear I'll kill you. Uh, but you know, I don't want you to be constructive at all. I know. I, I, I want all your rage. Yeah, yeah. So I have to look forward to each movie you give me. But yeah, I, I really wanted to hear your view. It's kind of like now, what exactly made it odd to you? Do you have just a the ending? Or? The ending was the, the a little ending? odd to me. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Give me a quick reminder of the ending again. Well, at the very end, uh, uh, Kevin Flynn absorbs Clue, which is the bad version of himself, into himself and kind of, you know, implodes and, yeah. I guess, uh, passes away. Um, but, uh, and then um, he brings the ISO, the, the other chick. She was a, an algorithmic life form that was born in the grid. 
You know, nobody created her. It was she was just life that started, and he brought her into the real world. I think that was a thing that really was like was that the, the program brought into the real world. Uh, yeah, it was. Like I said, I was watching it. It was odd to me. It might have been like I needed more sleep or something. <laughs> and then not kind of the anticlimactic. He's in there for twenty years, but still dies. <laughs> That's what I think is screwed up. But the thing is, he's got the uh, necklace around him, and I think that may be his father. Yeah, you never know. It could be a lawnmower man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, digital data, and they even left it open. I mean, I know there's a prequel series coming out on uh, Jetix or something like that. Um, That'd be interesting. Uh, I, yeah, I, I think it'll be interesting, and it's actually got uh, you know the guy playing. You know, the, I mean, it's like, hey, we'll actually have Tron and Tron. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, it's left open. You notice that at the very end, spoiler alert, uh, at the end of Tron 2, you notice that, uh, you know, when, when a character dies, they de-res, right? Yeah. Well, uh, Tron did not de-res. That's true. Yeah. Even after that big explosion, the, the world is still there. Yeah. Tron could still very much be alive. Oh, yeah. And I got to tell you, I really had a geek-gasm when uh, Tron is, a bat, is an evil program for most of this movie. You know, we don't. We're not really sure that it's you know him or not until he gets his consciousness consciousness back. And before he's oh, by the way, he's on a light jet, which yeah. I think is freaking sweet. Um, Cal is said, a light jet. He said, "I, I have a total geekgasm." When he said, "I fight for the user." Oh my god! It took me back. It just hop. Oh, it was just one of those moments that just was really uh, good to me, and I can understand where you feel it's weird. Oh yeah. But the whole plot outline, uh, what uh, I mean, if you're if you if you're following, yeah. what um, what Clue needed uh, was um, the golden ticket, you know, his disc, yeah. in order to come into the world and basically commit genocide. Yeah. So it was already programs were going to invade the world. Yeah. So an ISO coming into the real world didn't really bother me that much. No. Oh, so, I heard that way. Hey, hey, that's okay. It's like you said, you may have wanted more sleep, but I sure as hell won't make you watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to borrow a head? <laughs> Fuck you. So, I uh, guess the next mm-hmm. next of the sequel discussion, would be, we did the best, so I guess, logically, it'd be the worst. The worst, all right. So, what's on your list, my man? Well, if you're not a listener to the Nowhere California world, you know when it comes to particular movie subjects, we will always hit both sides. And like we said right now, we're going to hit the worst. Oh, yeah. On the topic of sequels, we knew we would have to step into the minefield of crap, hopefully coming out the other side with all of our limbs intact. <laughs> Honestly, there's way too many of these stupid sequels to name, such as The Next Karate Kid, which gave us Hillary Swank's side boob, yeah. and something for Mr. Miyagi's spank bank. <laughs> Teen Wolf 2, which Michael yeah. J. Fox decided to fuck you. Mm-hmm. Speed 2. With no Keanu Reeves. Keanu gets Sandra Bullock, though. Yeah, yeah, she's okay. And uh, Jason Takes Manhattan. I like Jason Takes Manhattan. Well, this one it shows how oblivious New, Yorker, New Yorkers truly are. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. But go ahead. Yeah. yeah. But now I had to make sure I made the right bad choice in this one. And there are so many. There are so many to choose from. And there's the direct-to-DVD world of prequels, mm-hmm. which I'm going to dip into right now. Okay. My choice is Marley and Me, The Puppy Years. <laughs> oh, God. Like I said, this one is a direct-to-DVD prequel, filling in all those important blanks between 
when they first got him and, well, the ending of the original movie. Oh, Jesus. I can only hope someone doesn't make the mistake of thinking this is the first part. Actually, it might be better that they come into this one thinking it's the first part because the other way would be, let's watch this cute puppy knowing since we all know what's going to happen in the next movie. Yeah. I mean, you know, Spoiler alert, they put him to sleep. You know, it's almost like they put out the prequel. I mean, it's based off that book, right? I mean, No. It's not even based on any of the books. It's not even based on any of the books? If I read in the back cover correctly, yes, I did not watch the movie because I did not want to watch it. Okay. I, I'd rather make Phil watch Head again before I watch that movie. He's such a dick. Go ahead. The dog talks. Okay, wait a minute. Josh, are you... Are you fucking with me here? Marley talks in this one. You mean like your, like your buddies? Yeah. Okay. Marley and me just made my shit list. What's going on here? <laughs> the dog fucking talks? Yep. There's also a character named Moose. Yeah. Moose? There... Alright, you know what? There's a lot of voices here. I think we can assume that all the animals freaking talk. This is an insult to people. This is the insult to the dog from the first one that got put to sleep. I know it's a character, but come on. Yeah, this is messed up, people. Okay, you know, the first movie, I'm not even going to go as far as to say that it was good. It was good. It, it, was, it, it, it made, I'll, I'll be mad enough to say this. It made me tear up. No, it did. It did. But it's almost like, it's like, okay, we really made people cry. Let's try to undo all those tears by putting out this cute widow prequel. With the puppy. <laughs> with the puppy. The puppy don't get that cute little puppy. And he talks. Yeah. This is an insult. You're not going to undo the damage and emotional scars. And the fact of the matter is, the original Marley and Me is based on a true story. The guy that makes this story should be insulted. Yeah, it's you know, it's like it's like you said, Josh. Maybe after watching the prequel, they'll be glad that the dog is dead. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. And on that note. <laughs> yes. All right, so now we're going to double the mine, right? Yes. Okay, we're going to double the mine. Okay. Uh... Now, you know what's really funny, Josh, is I picked, I clumped these together, but one of mine is a prequel and one of mine is a sequel. Oh. I can't believe we managed to do that. I mean, we're talking sequels, but yeah, I went prequel route just like you. Well, know. remember this. Mm -hmm. This is our show. We can do what the fuck we want. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? One of them is a sequel. Now, I know this is confusing. My sequels rant. <laughs> I clumped the Scorpion King 2 and Scorpion King 3 together. These cinematic twins should have been aborted. <laughs> now look, let us first examine Scorpion King 2, alright? This film is a prequel to a prequel of a sequel of a remake. Huh? Okay, okay. I'm going to slow this up for you. That is, it is the prequel to the Scorpion King, right? Yeah. Which is a prequel to The Mummy Returns. Uh-huh. Which is a sequel to The Mummy. Uh-huh. Which is a remake of the original Mummy with Karloff. I put a little. Yeah, so did I. Now, let's take a look at Scorpion 3. Do we have to? No, we, we look through yours. <laughs> Talking fucking dog. So, Scorpion King 3 takes place after the first Scorpion King. Uh-huh. The original prequel of The Mummy. Uh-huh. So that would make this movie... Uh-huh. ...a sequel to a prequel of a prequel of a sequel to a remake. My mind's blown, I peed a little, and I pooed some more. Yeah, and I just developed a tumor. But if trying to figure out the chronology of these movies wasn't enough to piss you off, Josh, the movies themselves 
fall into the same trap that most of these direct-to-video movies suffer from, and you know what that is. Talking animals? Oh, fuck you. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, among other things, they are this. They are extremely cheap in production. Uh, cheap in production value, and they look really nothing like the original product. Well, you wanted to go with the obvious answer. Oh, yeah. It's not exactly obvious, but that's what happens. And they put out D-list actors in the leading roles, and the movies are just, well, they're boring, okay? Even the action scenes are boring. And I'm clumping both of them together. Both Scorpion King 2 and Scorpion 3 are guilty of this, and they are so freaking guilty. Have you seen the prequels? No. You, you know what? I think I know what I'm going to make you sit through. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> ah, even, the action scenes are boring. My biggest gripe is with Scorpion King 3, okay? It had Ron Perlman and Billy Zane in the movie. Now, uh, they're not exactly A-list actors, but they're pretty big, you know? And they're not utilized to their full potential in this film. Perlman and Zane are brothers who are rivals in this film. And they're fighting over, you know, they're at war over territory or some bullshit like that. See, I can't even get the plot straight because I'm so agitated. Well, Perlman and Zane, who are brothers, who are rivals, they don't share screen time in this movie. Huh? It's almost like they couldn't afford to have them on the set together. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Or they're both too pissed off about the script and being forced into the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ron just says, I'm not doing this. What, do you put Billy Zane in this? I'm not doing this. Huh. I don't know why he sounds like uh, Marlon Brando, but you know. It works for me. <laughs> okay, now don't you think it would be interesting to see the two brothers have, you know, some kind of an exchange? You know, maybe show a little humanity between the characters. It's like, oh, this is my brother. I'm killing him. Do I really want to kill him? You know, see both sides. But no, we get Perlman good, Zane bad, you kill him now. Pretty I mean, basic. Yeah. Now, now, don't get me started on the mother of all anticlimaxes. Zane's character is the bad guy in this movie. Now, he is seen ripping the ear off someone um, early in the film. You know, I mean, that's badass. He rips, he rips somebody's ear off with his bare hands. I mean, we're, we're, really, we're clearly painting him out to be, literally be a force to be reckoned with. A badass. Yeah. But instead, at the very end of the movie, they turn him into a total pussy. There's not even uh, a final fight between him and the Scorpion King. He, we get to the part where Scorp the Scorpion King um, and Billy Zane's character face off, and there's no final fight. The bad guy surrenders, and the villagers eat him. So if you want to watch a good cannibal movie, watch Cannibal the Musical. Oh, gosh, yeah. Exactly, but this, this, I mean, that's what we get. Now... I never thought that a movie that has a scene with six ninjas riding an elephant could be so underwhelming. But this just blew the ever-loving pooch. I mean, the industry is milking a franchise for all it's worth. But you know what, Josh? That's Hollywood for you. They put out less money to see if they can turn a profit off an extremely profitable franchise. Uh, you know, it may have been possible had they only put a little more effort into it. I mean, look, I've got numbers to support this. Okay. You can tell from the numbers. Okay. Let's take a look at these, okay? The Mummy. And I'm talking about the 1999 remake, okay? The Mummy shelled out $80 million and grossed $221 million. 
All right. That's a good turnaround. Yeah. The Mummy Returns put out 98 million. It put out a little more, and it grossed 430 million dollars. Made its money back. It, it did it. It was a good gamble, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Mummy: Tomb of the Dragon Emperor put out one. It put out even more. Put out 145 million dollars, and it grossed. Four hundred and one million. Now it did not make as big a profit as the second one, but it still turned a profit yes. and made its money back, right? Okay, that last one didn't make as, like I said, as much profit, but still managed to make its money back. That worked out pretty well. Now <laughs> let's look at these direct-to-video Scorpion Kings. Piles of shit. Uh huh. Well, one of them is not direct-to-video. The original prequel, The Scorpion King, with the Rock. Yes, with Dwayne The Rock Johnson put out $60 million. Now, isn't that sad? It didn't even put out as much as the first Mummy did. Yeah. But anyway. But they knew they were going to gamble on that one. Yeah, they were. So they put out $60 million, and it grossed $164 million. That's so a good turn. It did. It made over $100 million back. Yeah. So, all right. They did a gamble, and it worked. But instead of making more sequels that hit theaters, they decided to go the cheap route. Well, they also lost The Rock, too, so. Well, you know, after seeing the movie, I'm sure he just said, this is fucking bullshit. I'm not doing this. All these actors work for scale. Okay. I'm not cooking this. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's so bad that even, even The Rock won't cook it. Here we go. Bad puns aside. All right, now this is a funny one. The Scorpion King 2's budget is a mystery, but it grossed $10 million in DVD sales. How can you put a price on a soul? Uh, you know what? I don't think they did. <laughs> oh, and this is an even bigger turnaround. The Scorpion King 3. I know how much it put out. It put out $5 million. But it's gross is a complete mystery. <laughs> it's like... It's like Hollywood is embarrassed. It's like, we don't want you to realize how badly bad we fucked up. <laughs> You know what? Hollywood just has a serious gambling problem. And it's like they blew their wad on Scorpion King. I just, I don't like, I'm not terribly fond of the uh, prequel nor the sequel to the remake to the prequel to the remake. And now you, the more you know. <laughs> yeah. Bum, 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 bum. So, your thoughts on this travesty, Josh? The, the Mummy movies, I'll honestly admit, I never really got into them. The first one was cool. I watched the second one mainly because The Rock had his little chunk in it, but right. it was like, okay, whatever. Right. The third one, the, that was The Dragon King? Uh, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor, yeah, yes. Yeah. That was the, I mean, the third That one was, was a good one. I'm kind of inter- interested if they do decide to do a fourth one, because mm-hmm. the last thing I heard, if they do a fourth one, it'll be in South America with the Aztec pyramids. Oh, that'd be cool. Aztec Emperor Mummy thing going. So I'm kind of jonesing to see how they pull that off. Probably not a 3D. Hey, I think it's just kind of weird. It's like, what is The Rock doing following Brendan Fraser? I mean, in a technical sense, he followed Brendan Fraser from The Mummy to do The Scorpion King. And now Brendan Fraser did Journey to the Center of the Earth, and now The Rock is doing Journey (gasps) 2. My mind is blown. Yeah. Do the peck pop of love. I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, who the hell is he? And where the fuck is the guy's original father? 
Or did his dad just turn into the Rock? No, his uh, Rock is his stepdad in that. Oh, his stepdad. Yeah. He's got a real good relationship with his stepdad. Yeah. Do you know anybody who has that kind of relationship? Well, we don't know the movie yet. It might be, oh, hey, we're here, so let's go find your grandpa. Unfortunately, those uh I didn't see the original Journey to the Center of the Earth. Which, which is not an original, by the way. The one with Brendan Fraser? Yeah. I did. It was actually pretty cool. Oh, I'm sure it was. Yeah. I'm sure it was. And Journey 2 looks to be a pretty interesting movie, but it kind of has that Spy Kids vibe. Yeah. You know, well, that's the whole 3D aspect. Oh, oh, oh. You mean people like seeing unrendered shit jump at them? Oh, no, this is rendered. This was filmed exclusively for 3D. Oh, I see. Yeah, so it's kind of like... like Tom Legacy. Yeah, so it wasn't... It's not like, ooh, let's uh, make him do that peck thing and we'll... Throw something at people. Yeah, boom, cherry. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I didn't go too off par. I just thought that was a real weird connection. Oh, yeah. That these people from this franchise are involved in another franchise. And what, I mean, why, what is it? I mean, was Brendan Fraser offered the role? Well, we don't know. Well, maybe Brendan Fraser got busy. He was like, hey, maybe we're not like this one. No, I, I guess so. <laughs> because, I mean, Brendan Fraser was a bit part in um, G.I. Joe. Yeah. And uh, yet he was... Mm, too good to do the sequel to Journey? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't well, know. The whole G.I. Joe thing is on a, another episode. That's a whole other episode, and uh, like I said, I didn't mean to get too far off topic, but it's just, it's it's mind-boggling, the stuff that Hollywood's putting out there. Yeah, Hollywood, you wonder why sometimes the box offices go shit. Yeah, well, yeah. you know what? Your number will be up next episode. Yeah. <laughs> So, with that being said, it is time for the Silly Ass Game. And it's the Silly Ass Acronyms again. Yes. So, And this is my time to choose the letters. And we'll go with the simple A, B, C. All right. Should I start off? Go ahead, sir. Animals, beasts, and camels. Oh, my. <laughs> Animal butt chewy. And Beverly came. And Bev crouched. Agnes banged Colin. A bull could. Abnormally big cock. And a butt cunt. A brown crayon. <laughs> That's my three-year-old voice. <laughs> Ass ball connector. Also known as the taint. <laughs> and bull crap. Androids bang cyborgs. Alice bangs Casey. April brings Casey! Ninja Turtles. Anal butt cork. <laughs> and yodeling in the gully! Uh, you know what? I have nothing for that. <laughs> uh, you know what to do, baby. I know what to do. I'm going to anal butt his cork. What <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. I pogoed you the last episode. I guess I'm going to anal rape you. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> have a good one, folks. And you're going to make your dog watch, too. <laughs> Well, she likes to watch. We'll see you guys in episode 12. Thank you for listening.